today, sitting in the studio at a 1.56, watching it get darker and darker. In my studio, it's like a dungeon, um, because I like to sit... You might not believe this, you, you, for somebody that does what I do, but you know me pretty well, and you're going to get to know me really well in a couple of minutes here with uh, what we we start the, the monologue and the podcast with today's... I'm solo. When I'm in the studio... Um, whether it's it's when my show is on the air, but definitely before that, I sit in silence. I uh, turn the studio monitors down when the radio show is on the air. You would think somebody that is in music cranks it. You've heard me tell stories. You've seen me write like loud things really get to me, like the, the loud talker at, at Panera every Wednesday, which yesterday I said, I don't want to start the day in a bad mood. Let him talk as loud as he wants. I'm going to Tim Hortons and then going home and going back to the couch. And I had a good day. Didn't let that guy spoil it. Um, in fact, they were doing some inventory here of our studio um, for, for potential upgrades. And ours really just needs like aesthetic upgrades. Like it needs some some color. It needs some, some life. It's very bland and blah. Like when you walk into a... A new apartment for the first time that it is maybe a little older. It, it's just like all beige or neutral. That's our studio. Uh, we have track lighting that looks very, very old. And I'm like, can we get new track lighting? I don't want to turn it on. I just want it to look, I want it to look better when it's off. I always want to, I don't wake up every day the way I used to before, I don't know. Maybe when I was like, I hit 40, this changed. I, I I guess I I peaked or I got to where I wanted to um, for 20 years of my life, like 20 to 40. I woke up every day and I was like, what can I do to be a little bit better when I go to sleep than when I wake up? It's kind of like a driving thing in my life. Now, I don't have that mindset as much um, because I'm, I'm happy with where I've gotten and my experiences and what I've learned and some of the wisdom that I can, that, that I can throw out. So I, I don't want to not learn anymore. I don't want to stop growing, but I do focus on sharing some of my wisdom and expertise, experience. So people might not, um, make mistakes that I have, or I can guide them a little better like this. Um, have not been to my therapist. We started going like monthly and then we missed a couple of those because of, uh, like a billing snafu. And then, uh, she's got a lot of summer vacation. So I I went today and I, I didn't, I had nothing to talk about. I had nothing to talk about. Nothing was on my mind. Nothing was bothering me. It's uh, last week at work was, was not great. And work is usually, um, what causes me the most distress? Um, sometimes like physical ailments or not not being healthy, as healthy as I want to or a nagging injury. Like that gets to me but, and, and work things. And it's never here with my coworkers in the building. It's, you know, other things. Um, but I got over that. And the way I get over that as quickly as I can is I tell myself this happens and there's nothing you can do about it. And I hate the, you know, control what you can and, don't worry about what you can't. Well, I don't worry about what I can control because I do a good job controlling it. So yeah, the, the stuff that I can't control drives me nuts. So this acute distress will end. It will go away. And then I actually pulled myself out of it. Not even intentionally, but I think Tuesday, I really dove into a project here, made it my own, exercised some creativity, and it 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 flung me out of the out of the funk 
that I was in. Um, and I guess that was the thing I wanted to talk to her about. Like, still, you know, distress tolerance and my distress tolerance, I'd probably be better with it, but um, it, it, it preys on my other big weakness, my impatience. I want the distress to go away because I just want it to be over and done with. Like, let's move on. Um, you know, I, I want this cold. I want this nagging injury. Like, it doesn't itself bother me. It bothers me that it won't go away faster. Um, or the medicine won't work as fast, uh, whatever it may be. The ice, the, the ice of my knee or my hamstring won't work as fast. Come on, come on, come on. I'm going to just be done with it. Unfortunately, that's everything in my life. Sadly, even the good things. I don't, you know, stop the smell of roses in many cases. But I went today because I am following my own advice. Um, first of all, she's a, she's a really good therapist. She, I, I left today with two notes in my notes app um, to help me. And I was just going to let her, you know, like cut the body open and see what she sees and let her work on things because she's going to see weaknesses that I can. And as I have, you know, adopted in the last, in the last year, you know, I hate buzzwords. I was just telling a friend today, I hate the, I hate the goddamn word triggering. We already have a word for that. It's called upsetting. Um, I don't like uh, the phrase that people whip out constantly, gaslighting, I mean, manipulating, I've been manipulating people forever. <laughs> uh, or so you think. Any, or, or so I think. Anyway, um, I'm there with her, and she gave me a couple of notes to, to hand down. But I, I've gone back to uh, not self-care, which has become that buzzword. Um, mental health hygiene. Um, self-care, look, if it works, for, and I don't want to slam anybody if it works for you fine no matter how weird it is as long as you're not swapping one vice for another one if it works for you and you feel good keep doing it let people enjoy things that doesn't mean that it can't annoy me but i'm not gonna you know trample over your flowers but i call it uh mental health hygiene um you should you know shower and clean yourself regularly um it's a good thing to do i suppose uh, brush your teeth. If you didn't brush your teeth regularly, you're going to have some real bad dental issues. I can tell you about not visiting the dentist and and the, the gum issues that I had. Um, my anxiety was fueled by it. Um, thinking my teeth were going to fall out. It was it was horrific. I was imprisoned by my brain and my mouth and that, that vicious cycle. So uh, mental health hygiene, rather than doing something for myself that feels good, like the self-care the hokiness of self-care. Mental health high. Do these things daily. Um, and one of those things is, you know, going to see the therapist uh, every month. As I said before, even before I started with the mental health hygiene, everybody should talk to somebody that doesn't have like a friendly or family relationship with that person. Because there's, there's a lot of bias um, so I guess what I'm saying is you, everybody should talk to somebody who has an objective cheerleader. Like my therapist is not going to be a dick to me, but they're also going to point out my weaknesses as she, you know, uncovered today when she cut the body or the, or the brain open. And I'm not saying go talk to a random stranger, talk to hopefully a, um, somebody with some, some experience, um, an objective cheerleader, somebody who wants to help you be better and not just because they're your friend or your family matter, because you're paying them a copay. So, um, 
everybody should go see a therapist. And I've even come to think like, even if everything is okay, like what I thought going in today, you go to the dentist and again, you should go twice a year. I didn't for like three years and that's what got me into that, that problem. Um, Go see the therapist. I don't care if it's like twice a year, like the dentist, you know, check in. Let them open up, you know, you get x-rays, you get your your gums counted, you got to have your gums counted. If you don't, mm, you go to another dentist, go to Dr. Frankel. Um, Go talk to somebody who is going to, you know, do x-rays and count your your gums, measure them, measure your mind to see what kind of place you're at. And maybe even though you you feel great. Maybe there are some blind spots that you're missing that he or she or whoever can help you with. Um, I don't always feel great about my um, retreating to the couch. It has become quite a joke. But yeah, there's a little part of me that's like, yeah, I, I know this isn't good. And I, I took off a couple of weeks ago, canceled plans. Last Sunday, I was primed for a really, uh, for a day I could do anything. I wasn't like, you know, hangover. It was a nice day. Um, everything was clear. I'm like, I'm going to go visit somebody in a toy shop. Run some, I'll go see Bethany and Maddie. Um, go see Alex's new house. And 9 o'clock, I was done with my coffee. I cleaned for two and a half hours. And 11.30 hit, and I'm like, I don't want to go. And I didn't. And I shut everything down. I mean, I went back to bed at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Um, and today, um, talking with, uh, with, with Pam, what I wrote down from her was, um, I didn't write this part down, but I'll come to that in a second. You know, that debate in, that in my mind, you know, I don't need to drive up to Ikea one because I'll buy stuff that I won't need. Um, and I don't want to put it together or I'll go up there and not buy anything and go, this is a waste of a trip. Talk myself out of it. She said, as soon as the debate like that begins in your head, you have lost, especially with me, because I will CBT the hell out of it and be ruthlessly pragmatic and just take it back to bed, back to the couch. What I did, and I conceded, I was like, yeah, I got to do a couple more things. I got to do a couple more. And she's like, you don't, you don't have to be like everybody else. I know that in you. You don't have to just, so I agree, like a little bit more, not a lot, a little bit. And she said, when it comes to making plans or whatever, she said, there will always be a reason to not do it. And that doesn't apply any more heavily than to me. Um, And I'm not going to go when my mood says otherwise. I know not to inflict that on, on people. But yeah, I can always, with my very analytical mind, Go, ah, you know what? Um, the, 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 the sun is at a weird angle. I, I can't go. Or, you know, it's been seven hours away from the dogs and, they, and they're just not going to last a, 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 an eighth hour. So I got to get home. As she said, there will always be a reason. Um, so knowing that and thinking of that line will have me reminding myself, there's always going to be reasons to just do it. One of the ways I used to get over this... Um, a lot of times when I lived downtown, because it was so easy to go socialize, that w- that was you know I am I like convenience. I am a lot lazier than I give off. Um, it wasn't social social anxiety. Still kind of discovering myself in my in my thirties and, and younger. 
I would literally shut my brain off. Like if I got invited or had to go do something, I would I would literally turn my brain off. So much so that if my muscle memory did not know how to dress myself, I would walk out of the house naked. Um, but I literally stop the thoughts in my head and just move and go. Um, couple of other things to get to. Uh, speaking of mental health, there is a pretty neat event happening tomorrow at the Frederick Douglass Center. Saved by skateboarding. Um, believe, where's his name? Something, it's not here, I'm sorry. Oh, I can pull it up. This is bad on the radio, but okay with the podcast. Oh, that's the wrong one. Come on, man. Um, tomorrow at Frederick Douglass Center, uh, a guy who I think was out in San Diego, might have been in the armed forces, uh, had some mental health issues and skateboarding helped him. Um, he said something along the lines of, if you are not like mentally engaged with skateboarding, you are not going to be good and you're going to get hurt. So it helped him with his mental health. And there's a skateboarding event tomorrow at the Frederick Douglass Center. Very cool. I do not know if we have any kind of skate culture around here, um, like skating ramps or anything. So that I'm going to run over there after work tomorrow. Next up, um, ProMedica's Market on the Green. Um, we have talked about this before. Uh, if you've not heard, I'm going to run my idea by you again. Ed Bachinski, the guy that runs the Blarney. Um, Ed is taking over management of it, which, you know, another big save for ProMedica. Um, Hunter Brooks, the guy who wants to build the amphitheater, takes over paying for shows at, at Promenade Park. Uh, good for ProMedica as they try to cut costs and save money. Um, Market on the Green, if I recall, was uh, was more expensive than I had expected it to be because we were trying to fill a food desert in that area for you know a lot of low-income people, I think. Um, I have wanted that, that idea um, with some of the rough edges like the costs and selection maybe um, rubbed off sanded down and I wanted that copy and pasted in various parts of the city specifically like another one downtown um, like closer to downtown isn't that awfully close from the market on the green not if you uh, you know if you don't have a vehicle or transportation because if you lived where I lived in St. Clair and you needed lettuce you had to take it over to San Marcos real fast and hope they they had what you were looking for. So another market on the green, yeah, just like a couple of miles away. It's so small, and you can even do a smaller, do it like a tiny convenience store size version of it. So Ed, copy and paste that all over the city, please. What else? What else? Um, Clay. By the way, some station things. Um, I have more All American Rejects tickets tonight and tomorrow. We have Pitbull tickets to give away. Um, I will just give you the keyword right now. This is the uh, this is the the benefit of listening to the podcast. Um, between Friday and Sunday, text. You ready? Text Island. I'm not spelling that for you. Text Island to 419-240-1055. You will be in the running to win Pitbull tickets for Bash on the Bay. I am a first time basher, so please, uh, especially if you've been there before, um, let me uh, let me be in your shadow and follow you around like a little puppy dog. So I don't get in any trouble and so I can get there and then get home on time. Island to our text number. Also, we're in the Pride Parade. Um, RuPaul's coming to the Stranahan. I believe the tickets are on sale tomorrow. During the Pride Parade, we're going to be walking in it. We will have something that gives you a keyword to text for the RuPaul tickets. Cool? Awesome. Then one more thing. We're running Whitmer football tomorrow night. Um, you may have heard me say, and you can probably gather it by this podcast, um, people get songs anywhere like on my phone on your phone 
any song almost in history. Um, so we, we have to do other things as radio stations, which just played music. Um, anything that we can do that, that provides good content within the realm of the expectation of the listener, um, give it to them because the music is there. Um, so I am, you'd think old me would be like, we're playing high school football. Actually, you know, that's always been a good idea for like pop music stations where they appeal to high school kids. Uh, high school kids don't even know what radio stations are anymore, but I think it's a good idea and I'm excited to run the Whitmer games. I saw that Clay won best football helmet. They're the Eagles. And um, their logo on the helmet, I guess, is something that they grabbed from one of the Oregon Ducks. Um, one of their many uniform uh, looks. They have like dozens. It's just like a, the whole helmet is like covered in, in like a feather or wings. I've always wondered. I think when schools or whoever it may be, colleges, whatever level, use logos of pro teams. I think they have to pay the teams for them in some way. I think. Other than that, um, especially now with how creative people are, um, why don't you make up your own damn logo? Uh, If you are, if you have the same name as a a professional team or, or a college team, make up your own logo. Be creative. What else did I want to get to? The Community Film Fest. Uh, Lori Ballow has been on this podcast and our 68 Words podcast. That's Saturday at the Mommy um, Indoor. It's completely free. The Levis Commons Fine Art Fair. Not just any art. Fine art. Happens this weekend uh, at Levis Commons. It's Marble Night with the Mud Hens. There's the Hot Wheels. I guess the Huntington Center. And two more things. Um, save our... Oh, three more things. Save our screen. Parkside Inn needs two hundred grand for their uh, their equipment to keep running the drive-in. The other day, saw that they asked they were looking for two thousand people to give them a hundred bucks. That's a big ask. When I I hate asking people for money, I can't do sales. I hate asking for people to donate to my causes. I very much believe tell the story, and if you tell it well, they will find it to give. But I would rather ask many people for less money. Um, a coupon uh, app has come in, Kazubi, to help out the cause here. Because of the two hundred grand, only four k has been raised in the GoFundMe. Kazubi, a coupon book, sells for twenty five bucks. Half of the proceeds will go to helping the theater out, so they have to sell sixteen thousand books. Uh saw a editorial today, an opinion um, that was submitted to the Blade. Um, Stuart, somebody in Sylvania Township, he's like all about having the amphitheater um, in the spot that's been talked about across from the Valentine. He said, the Valentine doesn't have to worry about noise. Um, And I I questioned when I threw this out there, like how often is he downtown to have a good idea of how this will work? Uh, Dan Ortiz, um, ran for student council, pointed out Stuart is a lawyer and his his, uh, firm is in the Seagate building. So, uh, Stuart has a good idea of downtown. I will say that I I am also not uh, concerned about the noise at the Valentine for, for concerts. Um, I do think that spot would be too congested because Hunter Brooks, so far as I know, wouldn't have like a six or 8,000 person venue out in Waterville. So, that's the size of the Huntington Center. That's a tight fit, um, especially without, you know, 
everybody using public transportation um, to put that across in the Valentine. And I will once again ask for my wish. Can we have something like that on Summit, north of Cherry, on the river? I think it would be beautiful. Beautiful background and whatnot. Um, we'll see where that thing lands. I, I just think it's too tight of a fit unless the venue is much, much smaller to be across from the Valentine. And, and if it is much smaller, that's a neat little like entertainment district within, in, within a district of entertainment. And more than anything... Um, I know there is a a study being done by the city and Connect Toledo to see where where this thing could be. That study also better say we need more retail. Um, there are enough places to drink almost any kind of beverage downtown. We need more retail. We need, um, look, I know we are a drinking and eating city. There's like 100 places to do that downtown. There are not many places to shop. People could and should want to be able to uh, maybe start at like Adams where Fallon Fodder is and walk all the way up to Adams and be able to shop at someplace almost every block. All right, this... Oh, Britney Spears, for God, for God's sakes. Um, uh, To be nice, I will say her life is chaos and I will continue what I've said before. Probably still needed a conservator, just not her dad. Um... We poke fun, kind of laugh at stories like that and go, God, what a what a disaster. She really needs help. Um, this is a story like that, uh, uh, people who need help, but at first we we laugh at it. According to San Marcos on Lasky, um, someone has been jumping their patio fence a couple nights a week for a while and stealing food and beer out of the cooler. They finally got this person on uh, video. Um, and one of the servers, Adonica Castro, says, um, jump the lock fence, go to the lock cooler, breaks into it, and helps himself. The craziest part, his parents keep calling up here complaining and threatening us, saying that he's coming home drunk and mean to his mother and father, and we tell her, like, ma'am, your son is illegally doing this. So, yeah, the parents of the person stealing are upset at the place where he's stealing from, for, I guess not, I don't know. Weird story, but again, some people who are in need of help.